0: like When we look at the it actually and a to many We're glory. Remember
1: that. What is going on, folks? Welcome to this week's episode of Collectively Unconscious. I am your host, Jordan Dante, and with me as always... Jim, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. Just chilling. Late night
2: on a Sunday.
1: Yeah, I know. It's. <laughs> I'm still pretty tired. We had a very, very late night going to see the Batman, something we're going to talk quite a bit about uh, later on in the show. We our show was at 11, right? That's when we went to see
2: it.
1: Yep, 11
2: p.m. Probably didn't start till 11.30-ish.
1: Yeah, with all the fucking ads. Yeah. Uh, And you got there so late. Yeah, I got there at like (laughs) 10.55. No, like 11. Yeah, you got there at 11, bro. But we were good. We were chilling. Um, We actually mentioned last show that we didn't have tickets yet, which was part of the reason why we had to go at 11 on Saturday. Because yep. it was pretty sold out, yeah, for a pretty good reason. But because the Batman has made a shit ton of money. It's like I'm pretty sure it's the second largest opening since oh, wow. the, the the pandemic. So yeah, tickets were sold out. We had to get a pretty late showing. We went went and saw it in uh, Dolby Cinema, of course. You know the best way to go see it. Oh yeah. I mean Dolby Cinema just slaps oh, on a different yeah. level.
2: I mean it's a little more expensive but totally worth it. The it's only a lot thing more I didn't I didn't notice any uh I didn't notice any seat effects in this movie at all. That's the only uh, thing.
1: The Dolby Cinema doesn't have seat effects. Oh, Okay.
2: I remember it's something
1: that did. No, it's well yeah there are like um there's like something called D-box where the seats oh, okay. kind of move. But I don't think we've seen a movie like that. You're probably just thinking of um, the subwoofers, yeah, like subwoofers that, that must have under been it. under the seats, yeah. And when they when they really go off, like the seats actually vibe. yeah. So I think in the last thing we saw, it really used that a lot, but in this, it didn't really use it that much or at all, really. Yeah, yeah, but freaking what a movie though! Yeah, but we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, to start off, start off the show, we're we're gonna talk about what we've been up to this week, what we've been playing, what we've been watching. So we're gonna start off with what we've been playing first, and then we'll get into what we've been watching, uh, and we'll talk about the Batman in depth. Do a full on review for it. For what we've been playing, I mean, it's still Elden Ring. Yeah, I of, mean, it's of just course. All, like I mean, all like Elden what, Ring. what? What? What else? What else would it be? It's just... Well, actually, there, there is something else. It would be, and, and it's it's something that just came out, and that's Gran Turismo, which you've just started playing today, yep. and I've had about two days on. Just, um, started just started it today,
2: just started today, and just gonna mention right away the motion controls, awesome. Like yeah, absolutely. Just,
1: well, well, how about this? Yeah. Well, let's talk GT Seven first, and then we'll do Elden Ring. Yeah, that, sure. I assume we have less to say about GT Seven. Yeah. Um, this is your first Gran Turismo game, right?
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, out yeah. of the gate, out of the gate. I'm, I was really impressed. I didn't. I have ne- not tried the. Analog controls. I only tried the motion, but I really like the motion. I'm not even going to try the analog.
1: Yeah, like... so, so we should explain that. So in, in Grand Turismo, there's a couple different ways you can control the car. Uh, you can use a wheel. You can buy an expensive-ass wheel <laughs> and hook it up to your, your console and play that way. Or you can use the regular controller. And on the controller itself, there's actually three ways you can control. You can do analog stick. You can do D-pad. Or you can do motion controls. Now, when I first saw that, I thought immediately, I was like, oh, God, motion controls. Probably not that great. Like, Mario Kart uh, motion controls is not bad because, I mean, it's fucking Mario Kart. It's arcade as fuck. But with something that at least is closer to a sim. I wouldn't say Gran Turismo is like a full-on sim. a little more arcade You know what I mean?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, but so but but I don't know cuz I haven't tried the the wheel on it yet. So it could be really work really well on the wheel and we just don't know yet,
1: you know. Yeah. Well, no, From from what I've heard it does. Yeah. But but, but even no, still, it is it's, it's it is not Katie,
2: like, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. not like a full-on sim, yeah.
2: you know. It's not like um like it doesn't punish you that hard, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. If anything it doesn't really punish you at all. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
1: probably not. Um, but the motion controls in this game actually work really well. And it mainly comes down to the Dual Sense itself. And I think it's those haptics that really sell the motion control itself. Because it, it... Especially as someone who uses a wheel in most other games... I haven't hooked up my wheel at all for this game. I've just been doing the motion controls. And as someone who normally uses a wheel and recognizes what the force feedback feels like and what the vibrations in the wheel feel like. I can actually feel that in the controller and I don't even need to have the wheel bite me. I can just feel the grip of the car through the controller and compensate that way. So so the motion, the motion controls have been working incredibly. It's it's really awesome. Yeah. Super impressed with
2: that. Like so fine turning. Like it's like, it's just like, I really did not expect that. And, Apparently, it's been around for a little while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, the, I think it was there, in the last game.
1: Um, it it might have been. I don't remember using it on the DualShock or on the GT Sport. Or I don't remember people making such a big deal about it. Yeah, I've heard yeah. people t- talking about it a lot. I've used gyro aiming in like shooters a lot, so I know how accurate it can be. Um, gyro aiming is really good. It's not good for making, like, big sweeping movements, but you can move with the analog stick and then kind of, like, a mouse use the controller to do fine-tuned aiming and, like, kind of, like, move the cursor up to the head and fucking a headshot. And it's really good for that, but not good for, like, big... Sweep- like, not good for turning around. You don't want to have to turn the... Whole yeah, yeah. It's kind of shit for that. But gyro aiming's really fucking good. I think Fortnite just added it, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, interesting, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite Fortnite. added it, and then there was like hella YouTube videos that were just like, "Did Fortnite just add something that gives console (laughs) players mouse and keyboard uh, equivalency?" Console players
2: have aimbot.
1: Yeah, do PS4 players have an unfair advantage now? That's like, nah, it's just Uh, gyro. Still got to be good with it. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah, and, and the thing that like really impressed me is I've never had it happen where something that always happens in motion. Um, games with motion controls where it kind of bugs out and it, it just gets stuck going in one direction Yeah, you have to like you have to like press a button to reset i don't even think there is a button to reset the like I think the motion controls because i've never yeah. had it i've never i've never needed to, yeah, no. it's just it's worked perfectly so. every single time And it,
2: it doesn't seem and... to matter which way you hold it either like, yeah it just
1: works it's a, like it, it's yeah it's an internal sensor yeah. So you don't you don't have to hold the controller out in front of you like you're holding a steering wheel. I will just be lounging in my recliner and have the controller sitting on my lap and just do tiny fine movements. Yeah, like just,
2: you can, can really hold it in
1: any which way and constantly move it around
2: to like be comfortable. like it's really it's really cool. Like I was shocked like how well it worked. All you and really mean- have to get used to is the is the braking like that's the hardest part is the braking. The, yeah. The turning is easy with the with the controller.
1: Yeah, it really is. And, and the trigger effect makes makes acceleration. Yeah. Y- you can kind of get like fine acceleration. Yeah. Um, it is nice. Don't lot. You can feather it a lot easier. But yeah, that that controller just really adds a lot. And then just on top of all that, the whole presentation of Gran Turismo 7 as a whole, it's just this fucking masturbatory Uh, it's just like it's just a group of japanese computer developers at one point stroking off henry ford uh, because onto a disc they made a like the intro like
2: freaking intro scene like unskippable and it's just like a compilation of every fucking yeah the history of cars anything like it's hilarious, and then at one point I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was just skipping through stuff, but yeah. now it's really cool. Like, if you're into freaking cars, like this is the game for you.
1: Yeah, and and it's, it's weird in a way. It it doesn't feel like because the game could go about it in a way where it feels kind of phony, and it is kind of phony. Like at the end of the day, it is kind of phony, but it's so committed to it where oh, every yeah. single aspect of the game just Oozes, like, just oozes the self-masturbatory just vibe. It's 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 so hard to explain. It's it's, it's just, just drip, everything it's just dripping is so with cum. involved. Like it's just <laughs> <Okay. And> everything <laughs> is everything is slick with cum, dude. That's like it's oh, it's insane. Word. But but it, it works. It it really does work. But yeah, you no. you you said you weren't a fan of the music rallies.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if I could have skipped it, but that's what I was thrown into right away as an yeah, intro. Yeah, it, it throws you into that at the start. And I guess I picked the classic one, the classical music. I think, music. You, I think you it was can just only blasting my ear. I just couldn't even, I couldn't hear my car because I, I switched it to manual gear, but it's kind of weird to tell the revs. But no, nah, I mean, other than that, it was fine.
1: Yeah. uh, The music rallies are kind of cool. Yeah, the, uh, the there's not a lot of them.
2: The second track though you we were talking about, that seems fun with the with the music.
1: Oh, room. Yeah. Yeah, do, do you know who's on that track? No, no. Fucking Idris Elba is rapping on that track. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, cuz he's like a DJ and a and a rapper and shit. Huh. And a fucking world-famous actor. That's crazy. People just do that shit, man. That's what I will say the one thing I
2: wish there was was like a like a creative mode where you could just try any car like anytime doesn't affect your progression but like yeah. you could just go and do like a hot lap in any car you don't have to like unlock it and buy it and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah no that would be cool but i do kind of like how everything is like a grind you know yeah it's a grind but it's also I was talking uh, to our friend Chase about this earlier where the best way I could describe it is most other racing games, they they kind of remind me of fighting games where you kind of boot it up and you get to the main menu and you have like the option for like campaign or like career mode or you can do a You can set up an offline race or you can do a time trial or you can go online and it's all just kind of separate. And if you're kind of new to it, there might be like a tutorial mode or there might be something. but kind of getting your grips on everything can be a little difficult sometimes. But Gran Turismo 7 is a fully guided experience. I could see some people maybe not liking that if you just want to race. Yeah. But, I don't know, I feel like there's so many racing games where you you go into play and then you're just kind of like, okay, whoa, whoa, I need to step back and I need to learn and kind of understand yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going on here. I know like, exactly. I don't, because like there's this, there's almost this temptation to like hop into a super fast car and just send it around yeah. a track and see what happens, yeah. but no, this game forces you to get into a shitty ass compact, fucking yeah. a compact car and drive a track slow, and then so that way when you eventually are hopping into a Japanese sports car and you're sending around a track, you you already have yeah. this this base of knowledge that you're forced to have. I know. And, and I it, know. Ju- it just makes this really cool progression. But I, I can totally see people not liking that, and I actually saw yeah. some reviews like knocking it for for having that stuff. Yeah. But, but I actually that, really like it. The thing about
2: that, though, I know what you're saying, though. Like, it actually has some depth to it. Like you were saying, like there's so many racing games where you're just thrown into it, and then you're just doing race after
1: race, but there's nothing in between that. Like, right? Like, like we're massive F1 fans, and we play the yeah. F1 games. Imagine if you just fucking bought the F1 game and what would you do you know what I'm saying like 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 would you even understand the concept of a racing line and if you don't even understand that concept and you're playing the f1 game you're fucked oh yeah but you know Gran Turismo you have to you have to for Gran Turismo 7 you have to know what a racing line is and like you have to you have to learn like how to discover a breaking point on a corner before you could even unlock the online mode and I think that's kind of I think that's really oh, cool. Yeah. And, and like I, I would, have some license, I think you yeah. gotta do some
2: license stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and that's what I mean. And part of those license tests is learning how to cite a breaking point on yeah. a corner. Yeah, Oh, okay. Or, or how to take a racing line through multiple corners, yeah. how to like link corners and shit. It's really interesting. And it's something that I, I compared it to how other racing games are like fighting games. I would like to see a fighting game do something like this where it's like yeah no you can't even get in there and hop online until you understand what a what a combo is or how to block yeah. you know what i'm saying and it like actually teaches you yep. like this game game teaches you about racing cuz that that's what it does honestly it teaches you about racecraft on a on a track and how to race a car around a track oh yeah
2: and like dude i sat in that first license uh trial for like a solid hour just trying to go for gold in every uh in everyone and i in one one mission took me a solid like 15 or 20 minutes just doing yeah. a simple a simple break break and yeah. turn in on like a hairpin but like I, I was just like a couple tenths off and then i finally got it and it was like that was sick like
1: yeah and and actually that's i'm i'm very glad you just said that because that that brings up a point in my mind that we should mention we're talking about how the game teaches you and someone who hasn't played it might hear that and think oh god you're sitting through tutorials but the thing that this game does really awesome is that it makes it fun those license tests that challenge that you did i spent a shit ton of time on it too because it's addicting yeah and part of the thing that adds to that is the fucking load time everything's sub two seconds You load into everything in sub two seconds, so you can just run these trials over and over again. And just that, if if you're someone who likes, like, is like a perfectionist, and who will just try to, you know, take a corner at the right speed, at the right angle, just to get a few tenths off, just to get gold, if that sounds, like, appealing to you, GT7 is perfect for that. Because those little challenges, they're so fun, and you can just run them over and over again. Because
2: they have three three times on the top it's like
1: gold uh, silver
2: bronze and the right. gold is gold is usually pretty tough some of them are you could do yeah. them pretty easily but some are tough and you're just like you're just like a tenth off two tenths off of a second like three yeah, tenths and, you know and you're just fighting to get that time
1: yeah and and it, and it becomes like a challenge you're trying to surpass but that challenge then teaches you something that makes you better as a yeah. racer overall it's 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 really smart and it it's it's something that you would hope to see in something that is called Gran Turismo 7 like they've made fucking 7 of yeah. these games and it this feels like something that is a, an evolution that like okay we understand how these how people play these games yeah. we understand what people need to know and it feels like an experience that is is catered towards that yeah i think and it's I, pretty I think, well done yeah I, I think it's um it's kind of interesting a lot of Sony's games recently have done a really good job at being a good successor to the previous game, but while also having a really good onboarding process for, for new players. Because we talked about the same thing for Horizon Forbidden West, where I felt fine going in as someone who enjoyed the first game and was playing it as a sequel, and you felt fine as someone going in who did not beat the first game and was going in completely raw. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think exactly. GT7 balances that really well as, uh, as well. Yeah, I felt uh,
2: I felt fine like starting the game like no troubles at all like just smooth, smooth entry and just
1: it was easy, it was clean.
2: Like, um, how, how
1: are you I, feeling about like the car collection stuff so far?
2: I didn't look too much into it. I mean, I've I've collected a few. I've done uh, I've done like or four of the, like, the challenges or the progression, like, missions to collect those mm-hmm. cars, like, the old cars. But I haven't looked into, like, the actual page of the collectors. Gotcha. You got anything you like so far? Yeah, well, cool. I got... What are you driving? I got the... That GTO from getting the gold in all... All, all of the licensees. So, a good, like... Like a good reason to do those license tests is if you get gold in all of them, you get like a cool car at the end of it, a special car. Yeah. yeah so
1: you get a drop. And that yeah, was the that, one I got. Yeah, that that's something we should say. So 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 we talked about how the game teaches you. So the way the game teaches you is as you start it up, you kind of you get these missions. Um, and they're called like menus at the cafe. And you basically have to complete racing events to unlock cars. And as you do that, your your character levels up and you unlock different things. You can do. So after you complete um, like maybe two or three menus, you might unlock a a new building on the world map that'll let you tune your cars, Or you might unlock something called the Brand Central, where you can go in and you can buy modern models from all these different brands. You could go in and buy like a 2022 Subaru or something like that all these different things, and you unlock them basically as you progress and as you do races, and you unlock all these different new features the farther you get in the game, and the more you complete these menus, and it's kind of brilliant because you start the game with shitty cars, and then as you complete these menus, the menus are to basically collect cars. So by the time you unlock anything like multiplayer, or any of like the more like standard game modes, you already have You've already done a bunch of different like license tests. You've done a bunch of challenges. You've done a a bunch of races. You've unlocked a bunch of cars. You have a bunch of credits. And you're basically in in a good place. You have a good foundation where you could jump right into multiplayer immediately. Yeah, exactly. And and I I think that's so smart because I feel like something that probably happens to people is they get a racing game, and then they jump into online and get fucking destroyed instantaneously. Because they
2: they have nothing. Like There's no... They don't have anything in the game yet, maybe they have a starting car, but like right, they
1: don't really like, have much knowledge yet either, so like yeah, having that's some what GT7 experience teaches.: yeah, just even having some experience of how the cars in the game react, turning into a corner, like just knowing that <laughs> yeah. is massive, so, so I, I think that's really, really awesome. and the game's yeah. gorgeous. We haven't even mentioned that oh on top of all God. that. Top of all of the, that wonderful gameplay stuff, the game is just rock and gorgeous. Like, just the starting screen is just like, what the? It's just like, are you, are you in Are co- you in cockpit?
2: Yeah, I've been using cockpit, just because I just haven't figured out how to change the camera yet. Just haven't really cared, because I like the cockpit, so. Yeah,
1: no, I know. I do cockpit as well. But, but it's R R1, R1. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll have to try that just to look at the
2: scenery a little bit.
1: For motion controls, the uh, chase cam, the third person, is really bad. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like using a wheel in mm. third person. Like, yeah. like it's kind of hard. Yeah, you got, you got anything else you want to say? I'm having a great time. I'm going to keep playing. It, it's, it's... Oh, the, like, the, replays. the replays. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, okay, yes, yes. We didn't even talk about probably the best part of Gran Turismo 7. So if you are a racing fan, Gran Turismo 7 does probably the coolest thing, something that you've probably wished every racing game has done, and it's that it takes the race you just did, the time trial, literally anything, and it, no matter what, after you finish it, you'll get the complete screen, you'll get your XP, and then it'll pull up your race, whatever you just did, shot as if it was filmed for TV, like a TV race. Yeah. So you get all the fucking camera angles you're familiar of. You get helicopter shots. You get the pan shots. You get the load of the ground shots. You get the chasing the, the, like a camera shot chasing the car. You get all these incredible shots of your car doing the race that you just did. And I, I watch it every single time. So I'll do a race and I'm just like, oh man, I want to see what, what this moment in the race looks like as if it was shot for TV. So I can yeah. watch myself doing like an overtake weaving between cars. Yeah. And it's and it, it's so it's so fucking cool. It is so fucking yeah, cool. Like it's, it's, it's hard super to put cinematic. into words how fucking cool it is. Super cinematic. I think has music in it too. Like, it's just really cool. Well, that's the thing is the, the game the game has a uh, constant soundtrack going of licensed music, so it, it's like music from a wide variety of artists, wide variety of genres. There's constantly music playing, but somehow the edits of the replay. Just sync up to the music playing. Oh perfectly. yeah, all, all so the time. Cool. It, it's yeah. crazy.
2: And it look, it just looks so good. Like,
1: yeah, no, they 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 really colors. nailed what it looks like to have a car go around a track.
2: Yeah, it's, cin- it's cinematically good. Because I mean, like, that's the thing. Like F one, it has F the the F one games. They have the replay mode. They have all the different camera angles, but it doesn't look that
1: good. It, it doesn't like, look that good. Yeah. No, they 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 did intentional work to make it look exactly like how real racing footage. Yeah, is. I mean it looks. No, honestly, it looks better. Oh yeah. Than than real Definitely. racing footage looks. It's it's so impressive. I'm
2: pretty sure the Gran Turismo games like
1: all have like the laser scanned
2: perfect tracks like for everything. So, yeah. It's just really like. When you see the camera angles in the replay, you're just like, "Wow, that was yeah, sick!" I, it, it'll like it'll be coming at you, it'll just drive right over, just freaking fly by, then switch to like a helicopter, like a back shot cam.
1: Yeah, I love the the shots of the of the cameras chasing the cars. Oh yeah, those ones are great. It just has a great sense of speed, and there's there's one camera angle. That I've only gotten a couple times and it's one of the fucking coolest ones where it's this camera where the camera is placed in like the top back seat. So you get this view of the whole fucking like track in front of you. And then you see the driver like shifting gears. Oh, that's sick. I think
2: I and, I think I might have gotten that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And when it's happening, it's always like it's always happened on overtakes. So it's like the driver like shifting gears like whipping past Whip cars, whipping around. That's and it's, that's sick. it's such it's such an incredible angle. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. The, the replays. I do, do you do you watch most of them? Yeah,
2: the only ones I haven't watched is when when I've been using this new car just on some like weaker weaker level races where I'm just flying by everyone. Just to, yeah,
1: just to clear yeah. it out. Yep. Yeah, as you get more credits. And you're gonna be able to tune up some cars. There are gonna be events where you're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna use a beefed up, yeah, beefed up <laughs> car and just kind of, and just on the first straight, just kind of overtake seven cars, yeah, and get in there first. That is something we should mention. Is the AI probably the most disappointing aspect? But I, yeah. I, I won't criticize it too much because um, Sony, as a company, has an AI department. And that AI department team teamed up with the Gran Turismo team and they made this like custom AI called Sophie, which was able to produce faster lap times than pro Gran Turismo drivers drivers, <laughs> like e esport drivers. And it's gonna be coming to GT seven in an update like later this year. That's awesome. Yeah. Like su- like super improved AI. I'm excited so, for that. That'll be cool. But yeah, right now I'm I'm I don't know what difficulty you're playing on, but I'm playing on the highest. Yeah, most highest. Assist, most assists off, and I'm still yeah, crushing. It's, it, it's you not know? too bad.
2: I guess you could always nerf yourself, but why yeah, would you want to yeah, do that? Yeah, that's the thing. You know.
1: Yeah, you you can always use weaker cars and shit. But at the end of the day, um, it's not like there's qualifying for any of these races. So that's that's yeah. kind of how I see it. It's like I'm starting in twelfth every time. So any exactly. advantage I got, I'm exactly. I'm taking. I'm fucking I'm using it exactly
2: but I might just try to keep it within the same car class because, I mean, you could just use any car for any
1: race, it seems. For, uh, at the start, yes. Yeah, yeah. At, at the start, you get a lot of those races. I saw some they
2: challenges, know. though, that were, like, custom car, custom tires. Like, yeah. You had to have real perfect, like, limits.
1: Yeah, like, at the start, they give you a lot of those races where you can use anything because they know you don't have a lot of cars. yeah. But, at the part I'm at, it's like even a lot of the menus I'm getting, it's like you have to use a car made in the US. Yeah. Like straight up for like dude. That's actually something I want to mention is in most racing games, I hate muscle cars. Always. Mm-hmm. Can't stand them. Bro, I've been whipping <laughs> this this Corvette. It is so much fun. Yeah. I'm having it such looks, a great it time. It looks
2: like a beast. I saw the I saw the videos you were sent. Oh, the, vi- the, the video replay. I sent, yeah. yeah.
1: It it's so much fun. I'm actually having fun racing a muscle car for one. That's sick. It's it's really awesome. Probably like drifts around. It does drift around. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. No, you you can drift it real easy if you um if you if you're not like perfectly straight when you brake, you you can drift. You'll oh. drift on every every corner. Oh yeah, <laughs> I noticed that with
2: the GTO. Like <laughs> if you're like if you're if you're trying to like do a a, a steering like. Break, it's just not gonna work with some cars yeah. like
1: yeah unless you like tap or yeah, like unless, yeah. if you're in like third gear and like you're just like slowing down in a second you can do it on like a turn yeah. but I'm if just you're like you're up there you're you're not stopping i'm no trying shot.
2: to learn how to not take every corner like an f1 car because I'm just oh, thinking I'm just going to fucking stick through everything.
1: But nah, No, no, no. What I've learned is drive it like an F1 car, straight up. No, y- I, you can, I, but, like, sometimes I, it's just like, oh, I you can't just. I weave the full track. You what? You weave? I, we- I weave the full track, so, I like, I take the wide lines, and when I approach a corner, like, let's say there's a right-hand corner, I'll be on the left side. Oh, I'll yeah. Come, I'll break up, and then I'll fucking... Cut in right onto the A. Oh, you definitely want just... to do that. Yeah, just but like just I'm driving mean in like, a point uh, like,
2: like braking. Like braking. Like I'm trying to brake in oh, like yeah, 50 yeah, meters yeah. when I'm going like yeah.
1: 100 plus in an old ass car. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had to learn that that um, those, those markers, those distance markers, yeah. mean, mean something very different in a sports car. Oh, yeah. As actually you level up your, your character in, in the tuning shop, you're, you're able to get racing brakes. Oh, nice. You're a, you're almost able to put like F1 to your brakes on any car. Oh, that's sick!
2: Yeah, I want to try
1: the the actual like GT level cars. Like, I want to yeah. get into one of those. I'm pretty sure that in Gran Turismo Sport, the 2019 Mercedes was in it. The Formula One Mercedes. Oh, really? Wow! Yeah, yeah you could just drive it. That's it sick. was fucked up. It I hope fucked. those.
2: I hope there's at least one in this game. Like, no,
1: there are. There are. I'm pretty uh, sure there's, I saw a trophy that was like, drive a formula car. Oh, uh, that's sick. Oh, uh, L- yeah. Uh, I'll drive it around Suzuka. Fuck yeah. Or Fuck I, yeah. I want to drive it on the Tokyo Expressway. Are Dude. you kidding me? That track is so sick. All right, man. I think that's going to yeah. do it for GT7. We're definitely going to keep playing it. You almost got online unlocked. Well, yeah. probably next week we'll talk about. I probably have it unlocked, I just you you might don't know how to access it. Maybe no, no, it would be on your world map. Like you, you'll oh, get. Oh, okay, up. okay. Have you done the actually? Have you done the Tokyo Expressway? Um, championship. I know. Yeah, so Once you do that, yet. once you do that, you unlock it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So ne- next Sweet. week we'll talk about some online races. Sweet. Let's talk about some young Sheldon, young Sheldon Ring. The Elden Sheldon. What a game! Look,
2: look to the sky, it burns. Oh, Elden Ring, young Sheldon All right. Ring. All right, someone stop us.
1: <laughs> um, how much have you just been PvPing since the last time we've talked? Oh man. Yesterday, I didn't do much, actually. Yesterday
2: was straight story and questing, so I'm yeah, happy I'm... about that. But Friday, um... go on.
1: No, 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 finish, finish, finish.
2: Friday, uh, Friday, I just did like five hours of straight invasions. Like, it was fun. Man, it's, it's so good when you can pop that invasion item and be in someone's world in ten seconds.
1: Literally ten seconds. That's how quick it is. Has the community found a spot yet? Like uh, a consistent. Like I don't the think PvP so yet. Yeah.
2: Like there's talks of one, but it's not that good. Like it's kind of small. Though. Where is it yeah. at? You don't mind me it's, asking. Uh, it's end game. It's in that big city. I just oh my god! I actually, the, ha- yeah,
1: in the capital. Yeah,
2: it's far. It's, it's like it's not worth it. It's tough.
1: That is yeah. tough because you know, like, I feel like that's it's just tough for new players. Yeah, I don't think that's good. To be honest,
2: I thought it would be in like that starting region. I think that's
1: perfect. Just find somewhere there. Honestly, why not just the lake where the fucking dragon flies in? Yeah, it's I flat. Mean, that's not bad. The only, thing well, I guess, I guess want... the crabs.
2: I think they want like an enclosed space, like somewhere s- somewhat small, like that you can't okay. like run run too far away, you know, like bitch out from a fight or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. I but, haven't done any I haven't done any PvP since we last saw.
2: A perfect compensation would be the cut fucking PvP arenas.
1: We we will get to that, but keep it in your pants. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. We will get there. Let's, let's talk about what we've been doing in the game first. Um, yeah, I've just been doing straight straight story content, I guess. I mean, I guess not, it's not story content. Everything's side content, except yeah. for the main bosses, you know. Um, Crazy. I did the academy. Finished out that. Me too. The the academy, I, I, I might say is probably one of my favorite areas. Yeah. I was I was very happy. When I went in and it was just like, okay, this is Bloodborne vibes. This is, um, what is it? Is it, it's not, is it urethil is the Dark Souls three place where, um, Pontiff yes. Sullivan is. Yep. Yep. Is it, yep. is it urethil a- or something like that? Uh, well, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That it's first like that.
2: area where the big bridges.
1: Yeah. It's that, it's that same type of architecture, like the glowing, like accents mm-hmm. and everything. It's, um, the, the Academy was a lot of fun. The the magic enemies weren't as bad as I thought they'd be, honestly. No, no. I, I, I had a good time exploring that. The boss wasn't too bad. Um, but I then went to fight, uh, I believe it's Star Scourge. Is it Star Scourge? Radon? Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's... Yes. Yeah, Star Scourge. Radon. Something like that. Radon. Which
1: I'm disappointed I... Can't remember what his name is because it's the fucking coolest thing. If it like, yeah. he it, is like, I think he just goes by Radon. Yeah, whatever but whatever Star the his ever whatever that title is, like Star Scourge, Star Crusher, whatever the fuck it is, is so badass. Oh, it's sick. Everything about Radon is cool, and I, I that's something I don't want to spoil right now because I think that I haven't beat that boss yet. Oh, nice. Yeah, I beat him. But I think that fight, the whole area, the whole premise, the whole oh, setup it's just like—is uh, probably one of the most interesting things I've seen in any of these games. Like, it's the most different thing that they've done in all of them. Yeah, it's the most—it's it, the most different thing. It's like in, how could you in any describe of it?
2: Like, it's like—it's like a game within a game. Yeah. No, it is. It was like. I got that kind of cool, like, feeling to it. But, like,
1: but it's more than that. It was, like, it was really unique. And it's funny, too, because the whole time the game is telling you, like, there were hints at it from the beginning, but the game's telling you. It's like, oh, yeah, you're going to go to this castle, and there's a a competition going on right now. And I heard that, and I was like, oh, so it's, like, some, it's going to be, like, a, a carnival, or, like, a, like, a, not like a carnival, but like a, like a Ren fair set when you get there with like tents and all this shit, but it's going to be all fucked up in Souls fashion. There's going to be a bunch yeah, of enemies yeah. in classic Souls fashion, but it's going to be set up as if there was some massive, um, like games and event. Yeah. yeah. Down. But then you get there and it's like, no, 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 that is happening. Like the event is still happening in this fucked up world. And I was just yeah. so not expecting that. Just so it was so how it,
2: how it was played out. Like. Yeah. Just as
1: fucking it's beast, like. Yeah. It's absurd. And and they tell you, like, yeah, he's the strongest motherfucker ever. Ever. And he is. He literally is. I mean, if you've seen any trailer
2: for Elden Ring, you've seen this dude. It's the big yeah. fucking tall guy on the horse. Like Yeah. I don't even big, think it's much boy. of a spoiler, like if you've yeah. seen no, no, anything of the no, well I think it's uh I think you've seen that.
1: Seen that dude, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I was really impressed with that. That in a game that I don't know. It's it's kind of stupid to say I didn't expect it to surprise me anymore. Because it had it had already just blown me away so yeah, many times. Yeah. That was just another thing to just add on. Yeah, because the, the absolute masterpiece of that. Because
2: initially, I thought that area was just
1: oh, it's just another side dungeon, you know. Yeah, but it yeah. was not. It's not. It's it's one of the most interesting things yeah. they've done in a long time. I, I was really impressed with that. That was cool. And did um, you?
2: You saw on? like you saw like in the fight how you could have like a. Uh, like you can just summon summons, an, yeah, an
1: an army, dude. That's yeah, that's a, that, that that's kind of what I didn't want to spoil, but yeah, I know no, that, I didn't want to say that, it, but then you said it, so yeah, I said it, I said it, I know. whatever. But I might I might edit it out. We'll see. Um, but you you've been running some side quests, right? Oh yeah, so I don't even know if they're side quests or main quests, like, but it's all those
2: like that Ronnie, Ronnie the Witch character, the, uh people at the round table like i guess they're kind of main, main quests but
1: it's all really like t- it's all tied in very well yeah which it's I, not I was very to with. follow like as part of um what is it blods yeah is blood it... or blade yeah Blide. as part of as part of his quest i had to kill radon so it's like oh okay yeah cool. okay, okay. <laughs> I, I was gonna do that anyway sh- i'll do it I just, i'll do it for uh, you bro just got all the Blide, uh,
2: armor. Weapon, so that was kind of sick.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I want to <laughs> get his
2: armor. Yeah, And then finished out the uh, some other quests. And uh, man, I don't think I should spoil this because
1: might spoil it for you. Even, but yeah, keep it, keep it. Hold that yeah. in, hold that in. Hold that, hold that, hold that. Anything else you want to say about? Oh, oh yeah. So Sheldon exploration and just playing through.
2: Man, I did not expect top right area of the map to fill out as much as it did. Like That's I was cool. expecting Liarnia of the Lakes to be endgame. Like, oh, really? Yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised. Like I got. Have you got to like that upper right part yet?
1: Yes, I have. Um, that
2: Altus I... Plateau.
1: Yes, yes. And I, I've gotten a couple. Of, I've been playing Volcano Manor. Oh, I, nice. Okay, I ran up to the city gates. Yeah. You oh, I haven't message? done that yet. Oh, my God. Jimmy?
2: Okay. Wait, maybe I have. Might have gotten the bonfire.
1: You, well, did, did or you the get grace two, site. Did you get two of the the pieces of the... Fragment? Yeah. Of the tree. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I so think did, so. So, did, did you run past the double boss? Oh, yeah. Uh, wait. Okay, so this next Is it just part, on the
2: stairs, like a roaming boss? On the stairs.
1: On the stairs, at the top of the stairs. It's the ultimate troll. The ultimate fuck you to the player. <laughs> I don't know. As if it's what I'm thinking. Is it in the city? Okay, okay. Spoilers. It- Elden Ring spoilers. Skip. Skip thirty seconds. Skip a minute ahead. No, you know what? I'm just gonna edit this out. I'm just gonna tell you. Okay. Uh, I heard about it, but I haven't fight it, fought it yet. No. Okay. Dude, it's the ultimate fuck you because (laughs) it fucks you at the start, and then you roll up to this place, and there's fucking two of them at the city gates. It is incredible.
2: Honestly, dude, fuck the spoiler warnings, like. We can't hold back anymore. Like Elden's True. out.
1: Like it, it is out. It is out. It is out.
2: I might leave it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be listening to this if you did, if you cared about Elden Ring spoilers.
1: So fair enough. Okay, I'll, I'll probably leave it in to be honest. Either or though,
2: you could see what we. No, what we I say. I mean,
1: and if you're mad about it, suck my cock. <laughs> Good. Play the I'm game. I'm saying it. I'm saying it play the game get good, get good, and beat all the bosses before you listen to me <laughs> um okay, so actually i'm gonna I'm gonna bring on a news story early before we nice. talk about some news just since it's it is related to sheldon to young Sheldon and it is something that you talked about last week, and you totally called, and now everybody's talking about it. YouTube channels are making all their money talking about it yep. Video game websites are talking about it. But you called it from an item description. A hidden arena discovered in Elden Ring may point to future DLC plans or some sort of PvP DLC.
2: Yeah. And apparently there's, like, multiple ones around the map, just, like, just unused half, like, like arenas, you know. Half coliseums, right? Yeah, half coliseums just, like, all across the map
1: and either they what i'm suspecting is because wait hold on one, one second one second yeah um did you watch the video the lance mcdonald video i i just watched a little clip on twitter but i saw this other video
2: can you uh, can on you YouTube. what i suspect is like like nothing's balanced in this game just going to be yeah. honest like a lot of shit yeah. is op a lot of stuff is broken i think they had those arenas And they just said, let's see what happens first. Because if we throw out these arenas, like, there's going to be such a blast for PvP. Like, it could just not be so good on release. So, or or it's it's just a planned DLC, you know? They're put in place and it's just a planned DLC, which is
1: probably likely. Yeah, From Software is not a huge team. And that would be a very smart thing to do because, I mean,. All right, so they launch with like a whole PvP thing. None of the weapons are balanced for PvP, but then they also have to fix bugs for the regular game. People are complaining about performance in the regular game, which I'm sure they're also working on. Then on top of that, they would also have to then balance for PvP and manage all that. Like think think about they'd be be fucked. They'd be think about
2: the the feedback from regular game versus PvP arena. Yeah, there would be so much more PvP arena. Like, oh, fix this, fix that, fix this,
1: fix that. Yeah, because that and because that not would be able be the, to focus the,
2: on the main game. You know? Yeah,
1: you that know? would be the louder fan base. Exactly. Even though more people would be playing, yeah. the regular game.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: But I, that's just so how launch, it goes. Launching it with a DLC, I think, will be really smart. You know? Yeah. Because and who knows? It's. What if they just support this game for years? Like, that'd be cool. They, they
2: normally don't,
1: but we'll see. I, I, honestly, I would say I hope they don't. Yeah, because there's always
2: I, more to make, you know. It's more
1: because I, I, I love at this point. I love just from soft evolves. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, they keep evolving, and I, in a way, I don't want this to be. Like, okay, peak, Dark Souls 1 you know? came out, then we got Dark Souls 2, then we got Bloodborne, and then Dark Souls 3, and then we luckily got something like Sekiro, which was different. I don't want this generation of FromSoft games to just be like Elden Ring 2, Elden Ring 3, in the way that we just got Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3 last generation. Yeah, And like, yeah, Bloodborne's different, but at the end of the day, it was still kind of similar in a way. Well, yeah. I, I th- actually, I think Bloodborne is what I want to see more of. I don't yeah. want to see Elden Ring 2 and 3. No. I don't want to see Elden Ring expansions for the next 7 years. <sighs> I want to yeah. see I want to see I want to see them take Elden Ring and then go like, "Okay, now here's something else. Here, here's yeah, exactly. a new completely new world but with the same thing but now we're improving even more." Yeah. I don't I don't want Elden Ring to now be this generation's Dark Souls where we're just gonna be getting sequels based off Yeah, of this. because
2: because it's not like this is old or it's not old, but it's D S three mechanics essentially just beefed up a little bit, but also toned down in, in some areas. So yeah. Like in my opinion, like this game really needed a upgraded mechanic system to really shine. If it had that upgraded mechanic system, I think it would potentially be that peak, but since it's still like base Dark Souls 3, like mechanics at the end of the day, like it's gonna be held back.
1: And that actually reminds me of something we talked about last time. We were talking about like what would be the equivalent um like rival game series to something like the Souls games. And we couldn't think of anything. And then that like almost right after we stopped recording. I immediately remembered of something that could do that. And it's and it's kind of funny because as soon as I say it, you're gonna be like, oh my god, how did you not bring that uh, up? Wait, I could think of it.
2: Monster Hunter.
1: Well, okay, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter is definitely one of them. Yeah. But yes. But it's um fucking Dragon's Dogma. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've heard yeah. me talk about that game for years. Yep. But they they are making a sequel to Dragon's Dogma. Oh, and I think shit. if they if they learned a little bit from Souls. Some of that stuff, Dragon's Dogma is yeah. definitely something that could. Oh, be I could definitely in see that, that field. They do Dragons Lo- like Dragon's Dogma kicks ass. Yeah, that looks insane.
2: I I actually still never played it, but I'm really interested to try. I've watched a lot of gameplay on it. it looks fucking awesome. But the only really thing, good. the only thing it does, it probably won't scratch that uh, that invasion or PvP itch that is ni- yeah, like ni- no, so niche to to, uh, to to the Dark Souls franchise, like.
1: Yeah, there there is a like uh, uh there is actually a unique online like connectivity aspect yeah, of the game. I heard you could but have it, like like
2: not friends in your game but you could send like helpers like, or something. Yeah, it's
1: it, it's like a companion that yeah. you like build and stuff like that. Um but yeah, it, it, there is nothing like PVP which is something that I know you are yeah, mo- almost mostly focused on when it comes to these yeah, I In like a way. It.
2: but well, honestly now with Elden, I'm just like I really just like the game and to be honest, the the reason I'm not so hardcore with the with the PvP is because like because I played a lot of Dark Souls three, so it's like a lot of the is the same, but a lot is different. But most of what's different is like the game itself and the map and exploring and like all those adventures. So I'm not too deep into the PVP yet, but there's like, if I see find some breakthrough weapon or build that I want to use, then it could change. No,
1: that, that, that that it'll hit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got anything going else going on in Elden? Anything else you want to talk about? (sighs) Just trying
2: to grind trying to finish the game, I'm trying to get some cool weapons, like, all the boss weapons are insane might try to uh, might respec into like, a faith caster build, cause there's some really crazy spells in this game that yeah, could be is. where that could be where I find the, like, my real enjoyment in, like, PvP like, yeah. mixing up different spells and stuff
1: yeah, and that stuff they'll never balance there's, no, <laughs> there's there's no shot. It, there's, there's so no, much. No way. There's so um, much work to do. Well, <laughs> we we talked about how it's. You said it, it's likely like the PvP level is going to be like 120 or something like that. It's 125 right now. Could be going up.
2: Probably going to go up. But I don't know. We'll see. Because yeah, all I the soft f- caps
1: are so high. I'm in the 50s right now, and it already feels impossible to level like it's so hard yeah i actually found a souls uh or a
2: rune rune farm from this area that i got to oh really yeah it's decent it's kind of it takes like a minute but it's not bad
1: you're gonna have to send that later Oh, i'll send that
2: but yeah i'm i'm level 70 right now i got i got like probably 10 15 levels
1: from it just from not that long of farming Yeah, you're way ahead of me. Holy shit, seventy! Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna next time we PvP. I have have I 45. I have 45 vitality. So I
2: only have I have 30 right now. Yeah, so that's where most of my levels are.
3: But man, amazing game. Yeah, it's it's really really good. good. I think. uh...
2: Yeah. But I definitely think, yeah. I don't think this is their peak. I think they could really fucking blow out the yeah. park with something else. Just do this with Bloodborne, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bloodborne two. We talked about it last time.
2: <laughs> if they could, like, if
1: this Sony Bloodborne, lets it, Bloodborne aesthetic with this style of game. If Sony isn't throwing money at them right now to do that, they're fucking stupid.
2: Oh, uh, they're just like, I don't know what they're doing. Man, like, imagine um.
3: Massive scale,
2: Lovecraftian, Bloodborne. That that would be end game of all games. Like
1: I, I, I'd quit video games. That'd be it. That'd be the last one I ever <sighs> play. Dude, that's crazy. Fuck, that'd or be Flight so incredible.
2: Bloodborne mechanics, fucking transforms, and like.
1: I'm like, dude, seeing the crazy shit they would do with transforming weapons, like, now It's just all so, like, natural. Learned, I, bet they'd, I bet they'd make some insane yeah. shit. Yeah, it just flows so good. But yeah. oh, there's a rumor. A rumor there's, they lost the freaking, uh... That's the problem. There's always a fucking rumor. That's the I thing. There's always a fucking rumor about Bloodborne, and it pisses me off.
2: Is it coming to PC yet? Oh, my God, Bloodborne on PC. Where
1: is it? Dude, I'd take a PS4 Pro pack I would. I, I'll take anything. Oh yeah. I'll take fucking anything. They're not gonna do it though. Like, I just. It's like if I was what, if I was a billionaire. What is there? I don't know. If, if there's like a, there's like a couple hundred billionaires in this country. If any of them want to like actually contribute to society, they would throw <laughs> like a couple billion at Sony and be like, just fucking put Bloodborne. The thing is though,
2: it's so hard to like read what what's next for like a potential Bloodborne successor because there has been zero actual legit info that's come out about any talks of like continuing it further, like zero at all. Yeah, no mention.
1: and And at this point, it's like if you're from software, how much money would Sony have to throw you to make a Bloodborne 2? When you could make a successor to Elden Ring on everything yeah. and, and sell, do it yourself, sell fucking forty bajillion you know? copies, you know? Exactly. Um, so you know, Elden Ring's success might mean no, no bloodborne successor. And,
2: could you, know, you never know?
1: That, I know that, that's just I, that's just the universe we have to accept. I've heard so
2: many rumors. Some
1: Velvet Veil
2: successor. It's called. Yeah, I've, I've seen I that as well. That yeah, some probably like code bullshit. Name.
1: Fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't buy it. It's all hoax. I'm surprised that uh,
2: that Bloodborne PSX uh make. Have you seen
1: that? I have. Yeah, it's really impressive. I'm surprised
2: honestly. that didn't get cease and desist, but
1: that's that's awesome that it's up and people can play that. I think there's enough work done to it that it's it's yeah. unique enough that I, I don't think I don't, yeah. I, they probably couldn't if they wanted to. Yeah, who might could? Cool, it's America. They definitely <laughs> could. They definitely could. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely could. Let's let's fucking get to it, man. Let's let's finally talk about it. Right, the, the big thing that happened this week big drop the big fucking release vengeance the baby vengeance. fucking vengeance i am vengeance the batman
2: i'm a little dark but it's the mood
3: very dark just like the movie yes the
1: batman So let, 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 let's start let's start by let's talk about the batman let's talk about our theater experience first and then we'll get into some non-spoiler impressions. And then yep. we'll just fucking dive straight, straight into spoilers.
2: So, theater impressions. Yeah, so
1: like, so like we mentioned, we went and we saw a pretty late showing. Which, when, when you're doing a late showing, especially as in our experience, even with fucking Dolby Cinema, despite the fact that you're paying almost $25 for a ticket, you're still rolling the dice on a late showing. Every time we've gotten cucked on some, I think it was Dune. Dune, oh, we had a bunch God. of like co- coked out Russians next to us. No, no, no. Like Dune was crazy the whole time. Dune
2: was the little, the, like the teenage girl screaming over Zendaya oh, yeah. or, or that male actor.
1: Who were the, co- what, what was the coked out Russians? That
2: was um...
1: James Bond. That must Bond. have been. Probably James Bond, yeah. Yeah, that was Bond. But that was fine, because honestly, that movie was dog shit, so yeah. it, it wasn't too bad. But we actually had an incredible theater experience. Yeah, this was great. They, people were people were almost too silent, to the point that there were a couple really funny moments in this movie in which we were the only ones laughing. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like no one was like but, laughing at the funny shit like yeah but but the, the beautiful thing about seeing it in dolby cinema as well is it's so fucking loud a lot of noise does kind of yeah completely completely drowned out but yeah we did see it in dolby cinema like usual it's the most consistent for sc- screen quality audio quality um we have we i think the last imax we Maybe the last non-Dolby Cinema movie we saw, we, got, we had a dog shit projection. Remember Pig? Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. We, we went and saw the Nicolas Cage movie Pig, which is probably one of our favorite movies. Oh, movie highly recommend. That movie almost made me cry in yeah. the theater. It, it was really good. But we had a really bad projection. It was really dark. It was hard to see. The projection was super dim. But, but Dolby Cinema, every single time, it's really consistent. I think it's because the Dolby Cinema theater is pretty new, at, yeah. the AMC, at the AMC we go to, but it it was all around, probably one of the better. Yeah, I would, say, experiences I would we've say experience. I would say for sure, had.
2: because uh, yeah, I, we had the buffer seat too. I had no one next to me. I could put my shit on that seat. Yeah. And it's
1: fine. And three three hours, and no one. Another thing that seeing a non Dolby Cinema movie. That always happens is with like normal theater audio. If it gets even remotely quiet, you hear everyone's fucking. Yeah. We're, we're American. You hear everyone's fucking food. You hear everyone's fucking yeah. um, like uh, rappers crinkling. Yeah. And shoving food in their face. But yeah, there was none of that. It was just, we just got fucking the Batman shoved straight into our vein. Yeah, it was for, good for three hours. I oh, mean, what a move? Let's talk. Let's talk yeah. about the movie. Yeah, so uh, let's get into some non-spoiler impressions. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear what you think. Well, off the rip, let's just say the
2: f***ing ambiance, the atmosphere, we're we're in it right now. Like, yeah,
1: uh, it's dark. Like, just really. In in terms cool. of vibes, it's it's top notch. Yeah, it it is straight. It's straight noir detective film. It's got like a almost like seven uh, Zodiac type vibe. Uh, the, the villain is like a serial killer. Batman is doing detective stuff, hunting him down, dealing with the cops. And it, it all kind of follows. I believe it's one one night, right? It's all Halloween night. Yeah. Or maybe it's so, like two days, two or three days. Yeah, it's like a maybe like a weekend or something. Yeah. Um but but it's a super no, there was contained story. There's definitely some mornings.
2: There's definitely some mornings, I think.
1: Oh yeah, cuz he goes to like the the memorial service and everything. Yeah. Um Yeah. But yeah, it, even still it's still a super contained story. But it is very very dark. But it's not it, it it's kind of interesting. This movie was kind of sold as like a, it's a super grounded and super gritty Batman in a way it was very comic buggy yeah it was it wasn't super grounded cuz like when you watch like the dark knight or the christopher nolan batman movies the christian bale movies those are like batman movies that take place in our world you know what i mean
0: mhm
1: like they take place in our reality and i should mention actually this morning i rewatched the dark knight
2: oh wow okay
1: yeah, just because I was like, I, I I just need to rewatch it, just so I can compare. So I rewatched The Dark Knight. We saw the Batman last night, super late, and then I woke up and rewatched The Dark Knight. Um, but this movie was a lot more comic booky than I thought it. Was. Hmm. Where go Gotham? Where in like The Dark Knight, Gotham just kind of feels like Chicago. Yeah, but in this Gotham was. Fucking falling apart. There was trash everywhere, advertisements everywhere. It was it was very um. It it it, it was a lot more out there than I was expected, and was even like, e- even the way Batman acted was a lot more comical. Yeah, uh, I would say it gave me like a
2: cyberpunkiness vibe. Not like the I wouldn't say the exact like type of cyberpunk vibe, but it's got that very distinct like style to it where it's like yeah it was comic booky like some of the characters like the villains were pretty
1: comic booky oh yeah the penguin was yeah uh, come on what, what are you doing what are you like, doing yeah no he he was he was incredible the the penguin was really good overall aesthetically um pure vibes all the per- uh, it, it was perfect all the performances are really done, well done. Robert Pattinson really nailed the type of Batman they were going for, which was this young kind of hasn't really figured it out yeah, type thing. I will say the movie for me kind of fell apart a little bit towards the end. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the morality of the movie and the message it's going for. Yeah. Where it's actually, it's kind of stupid. That's something we can get into more when we talk spoilers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think removing the, the the message that it ultimately goes for, just looking at it purely from like a non-deep, deep aspect, I, I think it's probably one of the best Batman movies. I don't think it surpasses The Dark Knight in terms of what it does for Batman as a character. But I do think it surpasses the Dark Knight in terms of the actual like watchability of the film. There was just so yeah. many moments in the Batman that I was just glued to the screen because it was so incredible yeah, it just to watch. Looks good. It's got the style. In every shot, like yeah, the sa- Oh my god, the soundtrack. Yeah. Dun dun dun. dun so dun, good. Dun, oh man. Dun dun dun.
2: That, it, that soundtrack like,
1: is really good.
2: It was dark and edgy, but it was comic booky, so it was fun. Like it was upbeat and like live too. You know, it wasn't yeah. just like a dead dark like
1: movie. It's like comic booky and kind of fun yeah. to, to watch. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I get what you're saying, but it was it was it was pretty depressing. Like Robert Pattinson's Batman wasn't a he wasn't, like, a cool guy. Oh, he yeah. Was a, he was, like, a weird asshole. He couldn't yeah. talk to anyone. He couldn't make eye contact with anyone. Like that, that's the thing. He, like, yeah, go on. He, he really is this, um, which, which kind of gets into what, what the movie is kind of going for, where, where the movie opens with something very similar to The Dark Knight, where uh, both movies open with this montage of criminals doing crimes but the but they see the bat signal up in the air and they respond and the whole opening of this movie is all about how it's it's a it's a signal of fear to strike fear into the hearts of all these criminals because ultimately batman can't be everywhere at one time yeah if if the criminals are afraid that he might be hiding in the shadows then that's enough yeah. And there's, an, there's this incredible edgy line of dialogue in that opening monologue where Robert Pattinson unironically says, I am the shadows.
2: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, it's like there's those, like, over-the-top edgy moments where, for me, I just can't help but, like, laugh at it just because yeah. it's, like, it's stupid and funny. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's like, oh, that's so fucking just like super like edge lord, just like going through it like down bad, but it's hilarious. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, but 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 ultimately, Bat Batman does go go on an arc from being this deranged psychopath to being Batman, and I think. That's kind of where it falls apart. So, yeah. if you want, if you if you don't have anything else to say, I think we should probably get into some spoilers. Um, well, his oh, like, what do his... what do you think about the Riddler?
2: Yeah, I wanted to actually mention that, like his involvement with the Riddler, how they kind of like, they they group them together, like they well, well, could well, be well, essentially. We
1: we we can, we can get into that with spoilers, oh, okay. but yeah, j- just just like non spoilery. Yeah, getting into the story, like what what do you yeah. think of the Riddler as a villain? Oh, he's good. Yeah, I liked him. I know
2: like I heard from the games, like he's always been the games heavy. And probably the other movies, probably, right?
1: Like he's always been around the Riddler. Yeah, the Riddler is a, a classic um Batman villain. He's he's a lot more cartoony mm-hmm. than he's portrayed in this. In this he they go for the more serial killer. Yeah vibe but normally he's like a type of dude who'd be in a a green suit covered in question marks and he'd be playing like dumb riddles but in this they made him like a serial killer which is an interesting choice i think it's an interesting take on the character but Mm -hmm. I, I, i do think it does work i think the riddler is pretty effective in the movie but i do wish we saw more of him he kind of disappears for the middle part of the movie where it focuses on a lot more of the mob stuff and, like, the mob part of the storyline. And I just kind of wish we got a little more Riddler stuff. Yeah, like, some deeper, deeper night Riddler missions, like,
2: some more lore behind that. That was cool. I read those nighttime creep-around scenes with him doing stuff. And we only got, like,
1: one, one of
2: those two of them
1: yeah we, we didn't really get a lot yeah um a couple other things i want to mention before we move on to spoilers uh we were talking about gotham before it was really funny how there's all those scenes of robert pattinson riding his motorcycle around gotham and i was just watching it and i was like man traffic in gotham is fucking incredible <laughs> there were no, there was not a single other car on the road that <laughs> like whole everyone... time Dude. he was just riding around yeah, probably everyone's, everyone's
2: too scared to fucking be out at night.
1: Yeah. Well, the reality is they they, um, they filmed in Vancouver during the pandemic. Oh, okay. So they probably just had, like, nothing on the road. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe they didn't want to CGI Carson, but it, it was just really funny. He's, like, riding his motorcycle through downtown um, Gotham at one part, and there's no traffic. And then <laughs> other parts of the movie, there's a shit ton of traffic, so it's, like, huh. a city. But at yeah. this one very specific part and there's no story reason for it. There's just absolutely no traffic. Huh. That's and weird. It it, it it was really funny.
2: Oh, um PG thirteen. I think that might have held the, the movie back a bit. But that's just how they are, I guess. You gotta have you gotta have yeah.
1: that PG thirteen. Yeah, I guess the direct the director wanted it to be PG thirteen. He wanted to like push the envelope for a PG thirteen. Yeah, I think it would have been better if it was rated R for sure. But I I, I can understand why they went for the PG thirteen. Yeah, for sure. But it would have been cool seeing fucking. It, it would have sold the brutality of what was going on a lot. More. Yeah, definitely. But all right. Yeah. Let's let's move into some some spoilers. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, the movie opens, as you mentioned, on this montage of criminals doing criminal acts as the bat signal is up in the air. You got Robert Pattinson doing this monologue, and then it eventually leads to this uh, first fight on the train platform, and you got like a bunch of uh, goons. Well have, like, this face paint on because it's Halloween. Or I couldn't tell if that was, like, maybe a part of their gang or something.
2: Yeah, I think it was some gang, and that one kid had half a face, so I think he was trying to be initiated with that yeah. scene.
1: Yeah. But, but basically what, what they're doing is the knockout game. mm mm-hmm. You know, like, they're watching a video of someone getting knocked out, and, like, some dude on the train... Like move seats, and then like they point him out, and they follow him off the train, and they're going to beat his ass, and they're going to get the guy who needs to be initiated to beat his ass, um, as part of his initiation, and so, then Batman comes in and saves the day, and I think this scene's pretty important because it kind of sets up a lot of what the movie goes for, in that it sets up something that is pretty consistent throughout the whole movie, in that. Batman is just terrifying, as a whole. Yeah, regardless of of whether you're someone who's in a situation where they need to be saved, whether you're the criminal, this is just a crazy man in a suit of armor mm-hmm. who ro- rolls in and just beats the fuck out of people. Yeah, and they make him scary. They, they do something where they make all of his steps have a lot of heavy weight. Where I, I don't know if you noticed that where there's like a, there's multiple scenes where batman walks in from the dark but it's not the usual batman thing where he stealths in they make it so that each of his footsteps super heavy in the soundtrack and he walks in and terrifies everybody and they make him this this real presence and i don't know if you also noticed this but they make him super tall in every single scene where he towers over he towers over everybody but, but this opening scene, I think, is really important because he beats the shit out of all the dudes, and then the guy who who he's saving is on the ground, and the guy looks to him and he's like, "Please don't hurt me! Please don't hurt me!" and he's begging for his yeah. life to Batman. He looks giant. And Batman yeah. looks up at the bat signal, and is like, "Yeah, this is this is what I am. This is what I am. I am I am terrifying. I'm a signal. I'm a symbol of fear and terror to everyone." Yeah, and and it also a key piece of dialogue from yeah. this scene is he yeah. goes to fight the the goons, and they're like, "Oh, who? What are yeah, you supposed like to do? Even he's like, even the guy I'm he venomous. was saving,
2: trying to save,
1: was and, scared and that me. line is actually very important for for.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. For what
1: happens later on in the movie.
2: Oh yeah, super important.
1: You want to get to it now or? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. We can get to that when we get there later on. Um, and so then from there, the the movie then introduces you to the the main case or the main the main problem that is happening in the movie. So that the bat signal is up in the air for a reason. Right, Commissioner Gordon was calling Batman to a crime scene in which the Riddler had murdered the, the current mayor who was running for re-election. Um now this scene is, is really funny because it immediately starts something that continues throughout the whole movie, and that Commissioner Gordon is Batman's bitch. One hundred percent straight up. Straight up. He, he only exists in this movie. Be a tool for Batman to do stuff, and then he's just like, "Oh come on, man, this is gonna fuck me over." Yep. And Batman just doesn't give a just fuck. Like, well, and moves on. Dude, he's
2: he's like uh like Jaskier to fucking Carol in The Witcher. Yeah,
1: yeah, but, but and, and in it, Batman, and it's made yeah, and it's made funnier because in reality, Commissioner Gordon has real power. Oh Batman's yeah, Batman's just a crazy guy. Yeah, but he he totally <laughs> like. He totally gives in to Batman in every situation. Oh, yeah. He, Batman has the authority. Like, and that, he, and that, that's constant throughout the movie is there are good cops and there are bad cops. Right. And they make mm-hmm. there's a very clear distinction in this movie. They make sure to show there are a bunch of good cops. But regardless of if you're a corrupt cop or a good cop, you, you, you are Batman. Batman's bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Batman like, will fucking uh, Sigma fucking Alpha you and you have to accept it. It's hilarious. He just had full control. Like he would he didn't have to say anything.
2: Literally just stare at you. Yeah. And, look and at you, they, look they it would, away.
1: And they would It'd accept hilarious. it. Um, but yeah, so Commissioner Gordon calls Batman to this crime scene, and immediately Batman just flexes on all the cops. Like he he starts walking up to like pieces of evidence before the people at the crime scene even find them. He's he's calling things out. Yeah. He is he he's basically the movie shows that he is a better detective than any single cop on, on the force. It makes that very clear Yeah, because that, that is something that this whole movie showcases, which is that what Batman is doing is good. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: No matter what Batman is doing a good thing. Being a dude, being a rich guy who just dresses up and beats the shit out of the criminals is a good thing. Yeah. No, no matter what. And That is something very clear in this movie, um, and so this kind of kickstarts a whole mystery plot from from this initial murder at the at at the mayor's. I think it's his house, or
2: something. Yeah, like that. yeah, his apartment um, or penthouse.
1: Yeah, and so basically, w- where the movie goes from there is the Riddler. He gets a victim who is some someone high up in the Gotham government or Gotham like establishment and he kills them and then releases a bunch of dirt on them and shows why they're bad right Mm
3: -hmm.
1: yep and and that's kind of the main the main crux of what the Riddler is going for and and since we're talking about sports we should talk about the Riddler as a character and because he's actually pretty interesting because he's very similar to Batman as, as a person, which yes. is something we discover throughout the movie, where they're both very driven by vengeance and their, their actions are driven by this personal vendetta, personal vendetta and it's very anger driven. Where I don't know if you noticed this, but the few times they show the Riddler kill, when he does the actual action of killing, you see him kind of build up to it. Yeah. And yeah. then he like he like flails on them and he screams and like it's really it's really like pathetic. Yeah. In a way. Because he's just letting out raw motion. Yeah, it's just and like then, uh
2: he's just snapping, like
1: Yeah. But then as soon as the kill is done, hit like he immediately calms down and like his movements smooth out and like he almost starts like dancing with it and you can really see that the part he enjoys is setting up the game is setting up the riddles is setting up the presentation. It's, it's, it's setting up the actual, the investigation for people to discover is the part he actually enjoys, but the actual murder part, he has to bring himself to a, an almost like blind rage in order to commit the act. Yeah, exactly. Which, Which isn't that dissimilar from Batman who has, who just lives in this constant state of anger and disassociation in a way. Yeah. To to commit that that same amount of vengeance, you know. Um.
2: But it's also different because he has to be. But to for him, he doesn't want to kill. You know, he he was right. pushed to that level, but he had to be pushed hard, and you know, right. And that and that's level. kind
1: of the that's kind of where the movie falls falls apart for me right is because mm-hmm. because the whole the whole ultimate premise that this movie reaches is that the riddler and batman are the same right they 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 ultimately are acting upon the same motiv- motivation and you 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 see that throughout multiple points in the movie right
3: mm-hmm.
1: um you like, like for for example, when the Riddler is finally caught, he's talking to Batman, and at first he legitimately thinks Batman is on his side. He thinks they're allies, yeah. because yeah. from his perspective, they're doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 like I said, that's where the movie falls apart for me because the movie never analyzes the fact that what Batman's doing is technically wrong. Yeah, the movie just says that. What Batman's doing is right. He just has the wrong motivations. But once he has the right motivations, what he's doing is okay. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so by that logic, if the Riddler did everything he did right, mm-hmm. but he just didn't kill people, yeah, he would be a, he would be a good guy. Exactly. All he would have you know? to
2: do is expose them.
1: Yeah. If he you just know? didn't kill people, he would then he would then be a good guy because ultimately, from the movie's perspective they're doing the exact same thing. Mm. And, and, and that's kind of the whole, the whole point of, of the movie. And there are other points where, like, for, for the movie kind of culminates in the Riddler sets up a bunch of bombs and they blow up after he's caught and, like, a whole flood rushes into the city. And the Riddler, through basically, like, a 4chan message board, set up a bunch of dudes to dress up just the same way and do do like mass acts of violence in the name in the name of the Riddler. And so there's this great moment where they're all all the characters are inside like the stadium at this event for the the lady who's about to win the mayor election. And they're all like standing on top of like this jumbotron and there's one dude dressed like the Riddler and then another guy runs in dressed like the Riddler and then they <laughs> nod at each other. And then the camera cuts to this like wide shot and like 35 dudes just like the Riddler just come <laughs> pouring in to the, it, into the scene. And it is one of the funniest things I've seen. It's, it's, a straight uh, com- it's a straight comedy shot. Hilarious. And we all died laughing, but no one else in the theater was, was dying laughing at it. So so all those dudes show up and then Batman fights them and then one of them gets unmasked, all this stuff happens and someone asks the character, one of those masked Riddler dudes, who are you? And the guy goes, "I'm vengeance." Yeah, which is a perfect parallel to the line Batman said at the beginning, showing that ultimately they're doing the same thing. And so the movie then finishes on this note that what Batman's doing is good. Dressing up and taking the law into your own hands and beating the shit out of people is good, but he just needs to not do it for revenge. He needs to do it for hope. And that's the mess. That's the message of the movie. And that's really stupid. Because it's a yeah. really surface it's a really surface analysis of what Batman is as a character, because it doesn't take into the fact that again this is a man dressing up and taking the law into his own hands. Mm-hmm. the mo- The movie basically runs on the idea that no matter what, that is good. That yeah. that's good. the mo- The movie just accepts that that's good. The only thing that this movie debates is why he does that. Yeah. And as long he, as long as he does it to spread hope. It's fine. And and so the end of this movie and I actually don't think this is unintentional. The end of this movie is this massive um flood, right? Yep. Which I think which I think is an, like, an intentional parallel to like rising sea levels due to climate change and how many parts of the world are going to end up flooded and the whole premise of this movie is that look, that shit's going to happen no matter what. But as long as we have hope, as long as we have hope, Jimmy, we can make it through. Yeah. So Basically the premise of this movie is that shit's going to be fucked regardless. But as long as we can hope that some hero is going to come and maybe save us. And if they don't save us, at least we can put our hope in them. Then everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And, and, and and, and that's where it falls apart for me.
2: Yeah. It falls apart. Also, like you were saying before, like, they perceive them in the end as they're the same, but they're really not because nothing the Riddler doing was really okay. Like,
1: well, well, actually, well, no, but, but that's the thing is the only, the only, but the only thing that wasn't okay from the perspective of the movie was killing them. Yeah. Yeah. Te- from te- that perspective. Yeah. Technically exposing them, just, just like exposing yeah, them and fine. sending all that shit out. That's better than what Batman does because Batman yeah. just beats the shit out of people.
2: You yeah. Know? Yeah, like he was—he had the info, he had the knowledge, but then he was—he took it over the top. But I guess that's like the crazy, like the crazy side, the crazy
1: counterpart
2: to a Batman,
1: where. Yeah, and we we should talk about his his motivations for that. So so basically, there's this whole plot line that Bruce Wayne's dad, Thomas Wayne when he was running for mayor, he set up this foundation where he was going to donate a billion dollars to the city. And then that money would be used to fund projects to help the city. And then of course it's Gotham city. So as soon as that happened, it immediately became like Thomas Wayne was killed shortly after that. And then it immediately became a power grab for all the money. Mm. Um, And then there's this whole other storyline about how, Bruce Wayne's mom was actually crazy. And then there was this journalist trying to expose that. And so Bruce Wayne's dad got the journalist killed. Um, The Riddler like exposes that and all this shit. And, and so basically the Riddler was an orphan who was supposed to benefit from the money that Bruce Wayne's dad donated to the city but as soon as bruce wayne's dad died Thomas, as soon as thomas wayne died that orphan the, the riddler basically saw none of that and yeah the, the movie said he was stuck sleeping in the like the cold in an orphanage with rats chewing on their fingers and i remember i turned to dan and i was like what year does this take place yeah. in like well, that's insane <laughs> like even for gotham city like Having rats chew on your fingers, like that's yeah, that's that's insane. That's fucked up. Um, but basically, that then drove him to feel abandoned by society and become yeah. effectively a four chan incel. And because like
2: the Riddler I- was the true orphan, Batman always thought he was oh, he was an orphan, but, like, yeah. he had all the shit, but not what the Riddler
1: was going through, you know? Yeah, and, and that actually does play into another part of the movie where Batman's, like, a huge, immature bitch. Where yeah. Where like, fr- he's, like, freaking out on Alfred, literally saying stuff like, you're not my dad! Yeah, exactly. Like, yelling at him. Dude, there's that one great scene where um, Alfred literally got blown up by a bomb, and then Bruce Wayne had talked to a mob boss, and the mob boss was like, Yeah, your dad was corrupt, and he tried to have someone killed. Uh, and then that ended up getting him killed. And so then Bruce Wayne goes to the hospital and Alfred like wakes up from like a coma. And the first thing Bruce Wayne says to him is, You lied to me. And he yeah. just starts just starts roasting him. Like this man just woke up from an explosion, and the first thing he gets just is ate fucking- a bomb for you. Like Yeah. Is Batman just lore dropping him and then roasting them? But then Alfred just goes, "No, that's not true. This is what happened," and he just immediately believes yeah, him. and it's like, "Oh, it's okay, like, so it's fine now. All right, yeah. everything's fine now." Uh, yeah, it was kind of weird, but other
2: than that, it was really good. You know, like yeah, really solid yeah. movie.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just think for me, a, a lot of the, the. Morality stuff it tries to go for like, like the message of the movie just really doesn't land for me yeah and, no. it, and it, it, it's something that I think the Dark Knight does better which I just rewatched where the whole point of the Dark Knight right um, where the Dark Knight ends with Batman basically sacrificing his his image of the hero. Mm-hmm. In, in order to make another character the hero um harvey dent the hero yeah who so harvey dent at the beginning he was basically like a politician who was trying to solve gotham's problems the right way and at the end of the movie harvey dent like becomes a villain and like kills a bunch of people and becomes two-faced as a bunch of shit but batman understands that ultimately if he is held up as the hero then it's just going to lead to more people like the Joker or more people who get corrupted by this idea of being like Batman of having this, of having this level of authority where you make the decision, you take it into your hands. And he recognizes that. And he goes, no, I need to be the one who goes, no, he tells commissioner Gordon, he's like, you need to tell them that I killed those people and tell them that Harvey Dent died a hero so that in society, the pol- the guy who is trying to do it the right way is the hero and yeah. me the crazy asshole taking yep. the law into my own hands is the villain because what i'm doing is wrong
2: yeah. what i'm
1: doing what i'm doing is a solution that shouldn't be necessary because ultimately the system should have things in place mm-hmm. where it should be able to correct itself right yeah. and that's something the that dark knight kind of covers but it's important to mention that the dark knight came out in 2008 which yeah. is right before Obama got elected, which is why it's kind of a little more understandable why it has that worldview. But now you have the Batman coming out in 2022 where it's the, the, the whole premise of the movie has already accepted that, no, 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 the system's corrupted. Yeah, we, yeah. Need, we need someone like Batman. We need a hero who's going to come in and do everything for the right reasons and yeah. be able to fix the situation. And if they can't fix the situation, then we'll at least be able to put our hope in them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, to me, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't, it doesn't land Yeah, the, the same way because ultimately at the end of the day, it's pointless, right? I think they just lost, they lost it like
2: mid, mid, not midway, but like three quarters away. that it just fell apart. with Some like conflicting storylines maybe, I
3: don't know. Yeah. But, that being said,
1: ultimately, I think the movie is successful. Yeah. You know? Very much so. I, I I can separate that side of me that doesn't like the message of the movie, and I can separate that and be like, okay, no, no, the rest of this, the rest of this two and a half hours of straight Batman detective shit is pure fire. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And- that that car chase scene, oh my God, the soundtrack pumping, the audio and Dolby cinema just surrounding you. Yeah.
0: Oh, so that, good
1: quality. I, that was one of the most tense moments in cinema I've ever had in that car chase scene. So I I, I don't want to make yeah. it seem like I hate this movie. I genuinely oh, no. do enjoy this movie quite a bit. Awesome experience. Like there's not
2: a yeah. single dull moment in the movie. Like not at if all. you're just not going in just for pure just like cinematography, like yeah. you're gonna be blown away. Like blown away. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah, absolutely. But, absolutely. But I just want to, uh, I just want to mention this movie. Like, I just saw like Batman's been around for fucking eighty years. I saw or something like, like you'll see, you'll see people wearing Batman shirts whether there's new movies or not all the time. Yeah. Like my my co-worker's a huge Batman fan, and he said this is the best Batman movie he's seen, and he saw it twice already. So like, goddamn, it's like. Batman's a different animal it seems and even I even saw an interview with Robert Pattinson, Pattinson saying like yeah he still doesn't truly understand like what makes it tick like what's what's
1: so interesting about Batman that it's got the whole world into it you know like yeah just funny because because bat the, the movies of Batman are all about how it's not about him Bruce Wayne in the suit it's about what Batman represents, and that's ultimately true about the character in our society, you know? Yeah. Really good. Yeah, really good. I, mean, yeah, really good. I, I I would definitely recommend seeing it. It's really interesting. It's, you know, it's not fucking, much as I love the movies, it's not Doctor Strange 2. It's not, like, I, I enjoy the Marvel movies, but it, it is something interesting. It is a director's vision. its is, it, it is a movie. At the end of the yeah. day, I, I definitely recommend seeing it to form your own opinion rather than just you know shocking it off as another yeah. superhero movie. Good, it, it's it's a little more interesting than that. Yeah, good theater experience, cinematography.
2: visually pleasing. Like you're, I think everyone will enjoy the movie whether they like the story or not.
1: You know. Yeah, I think wh- whether or not the movie lands, it's like at least you're going into a theater and. Yeah. Watch, watching something that doesn't feel like it was put together It's been by done a, before, you know? Yeah, like, it doesn't feel like it was put together by a committee or, yeah. like, focus-tested to hell for you to love it, you know? Like, there yeah, are parts of the movie I, I, I don't love, and I think that's fine. It's yeah. perfectly fine. It feels original, like... But it also feels like...
2: It's, like, well-crafted. Like, it's set in stone. Like, that's Gotham... That's how that Gotham looks, you know?
1: Like, yeah, it's it's very well realized. Yeah. Yeah? You got, anything else, you got anything else you want to say about the Batman?
2: Much, uh, I mean,
1: other than those couple
2: critiques, just the lack of gore for not being rated R, but that's another thing. That's not really a hard critique, but, yeah, that's really it, man.
1: Awesome. Awesome movie. Awesome visual. Really recommend it. All right. So now that you said all the shit nobody cares about, now give it a number. Give it a number at a (sighs) time. Give it a number. Give it a number. Uh, What number is it? What's the number? What's the number? What do you review? What's the score? What's the score? What's the score? Shit, shit, shit. What's the score? Shit. Shit. Give it an eight. Yeah. Give it eight. Eight's fair. Honestly, I would say probably seven, 7.5 for me. Yeah. Just because, again, I think, it's I think it's so close, and I I think wasted potential is a lot of the times worse, a worse thing. I think there's so much potential in what they could have done yeah. with analyzing Batman, and I just don't think they took it far enough for me personally. Yeah, seven, slash yeah. seven, seven, 7. point five out of ten is still definitely an incre- agree is still with an incredible the score.
2: Definitely agree
1: with the seven. I would say.
2: Yeah, there could have been more for sure. but I mean, my theater experience was awesome. I yeah, that complain, definitely helps so a
1: lot. That's that's a boost in my score. So, so let's just do some, some quick news. Let's just bang yeah, out yeah, some yeah. news stories. Let's do it. Let's, do let's it. bang out some news stories we've been going for a while. But let's first talk about some Batman news stories related sure. to the, the movie we just saw, and then we'll fly through the rest. And then we'll, we will do that Miyazaki article. I promise we will. We will. We will. We will get to that. But okay. Okay. So this is actually something we didn't talk about in our Batman discussion that is important, but it's part of this um, news story I got from IGN where the Batman director reveals the identity of that unnamed Arkham prisoner. Remember that scene towards the end?
2: Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: So, towards Man. the end of the movie, there's a scene where the Riddler is in Arkham, and he realizes that his plans have been foiled by Batman, even though they haven't really, which is, like, a weird part. Yeah. Like he's, like, he's, like, freaking out, but ultimately, like, okay, so the movie ends, and, like, the Riddler blows up a bunch of bombs, and the city floods, and then Batman realizes that he needs to not scare people and he needs to help people. And so he goes and he helps a bunch of people. And then that's it. Still, the city's still flooded. The city still got fucked up. But he helped people. And that's, like, the, the, um... The win. Yeah, that's, like, the W at the end of the movie. And so that happens, but then it cuts to the Riddler and Arkham, and he's, like, freaking out. Yeah. Because his his plan's fucked up, I guess. But... He flooded the whole city, like. But he flooded the whole city, yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I didn't understand I don't know. that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he somehow realized that his that he didn't kickstart like total anarchy. he didn't kickstart like a revolution. I guess is what maybe yeah, he wanted. But anyways, so he's he's in that he's in that um cell, and all of a sudden someone in the next cell over starts talking to him and he's saying all this shit, like, don't worry, man. Um, uh, he mentions something about like, uh, a clown. And then he says like, Gotham loves a comeback. And then you see the yep. Riddler, like he stops freaking out and he's like, Oh shit, I got to plan something crazy. And then they both start laughing and then you kind of get a glimpse of who the person in the other cell is. And you see like a fucked up face yeah, with, like a scarred smile and the skin's all pulled back and it looks like the Joker but the fucked up face might also be like Two-Face. Yeah. But um the director Matt Reeves did an uh full spoilers interview with IGN and he confirmed that that unnamed Arkham prisoner is in fact the Joker or at least an early um version of proto the Joker. Joker, the proto yeah. Joker. Can't even um, say it. Yeah, no, proto-joker. It's funny Funny you said that, because I'm literally looking at a sentence in this article that says the phrase proto-joker. Yeah, I saw that. The um,
2: proto-joker. Yeah, it that's is sick. Blade... He looked weird. He looked real weird with the face really... modifications. Yeah, he,
1: looked, he looked really fucked up. And yeah, this article only mentions the actor's last name. I don't remember the guy's fucking first name. Hmm. Where is it? Come on, dude. Where the
3: fuck uh barry keoghan
1: he was in eternals Mm -hmm. he's been in i think he was he played cyclops in the x-men movies as well he's a pretty good actor i'm interested to see his take on the joker but yeah he Mm. he is playing the joker and maybe that's some sort of setup the sequel that's um yeah, the director talked about how he wanted to do Mr. Freeze for the sequel, so I don't know if Joker would be in that. Maybe that might be like a setup for like the third movie or something mm. like that. If the everything's a trilogy these days, so I'm just assuming. <laughs> yeah. They're planning a trilogy. They do it long-term these days. Yeah. Um and then they're um, also planning a couple HBO Max TV shows. Oh, that's cool. Um, they're doing The Penguin, which is going to be like <laughs> it's going to Gonna take place after this movie, and it's gonna be a show about the penguin, obviously. Um, him kind of filling the power vacuum that's left after all this. Yeah. And then they're also planning a Arkham TV show set in the prison. And according to this article, it says it's gonna be like a horror spinoff like a haunted Mm. house type TV show, which is kind of interesting. Interesting. Um, it was it was originally gonna be a TV show about the Gotham city, like police. Yeah, so I guess. So maybe like commissioner Gordon would have been in it, but I guess now there's again, like, an article came out that said it, it has evolved now into being a like horror Arkham asylum. Huh. So that could be interesting. Again, I think that's dope. The visual style of this world is so interesting. I, I will gladly watch more. Oh, stuff yeah. They that, they that, could definitely build on that and come out with something better. Oh. You know? Yeah, yeah that that'll be really cool. Um, okay, so let's let's just move on quickly. Oh yeah, um, we mentioned it briefly at the start. The Batman, um, has made a shit ton of money. Mm. It made about one hundred twenty million um overseas, and a one one hundred twenty eight point five domestic, totaling out to about two hundred forty eight point five million for an opening weekend which is warner brothers biggest opening weekend since the pandemic happened second biggest open uh, overall since the pandemic happened it's it's a pretty big deal um and it's pretty cool to see it do well they were they were worried about the movie because again um the three-hour length the voiceover the tone a lot of this stuff was a lot of the stuff the director wanted to do that warner brothers was nervous about yeah and I guess they did like audience tests with like a a version that the studio messed with to make it as what they would imagine to to be more audience friendly and it didn't work out. People liked the director's version more. Yeah. And the director's version's what we got and it's doing well. So it's that's fucking oh, yeah. awesome. Awesome to that's see. That's what you wanna see. That's yeah. What
2: you wanna see. Put yeah. in the hands of the people making it.
1: Yeah. You know, even though like a lot of stuff didn't work for me in the movie. Again, I'd rather yeah. see someone present an idea to me. Yeah, exactly. Than than to see something fucking chopped to a, a bajillion pieces. Exactly. Stitched together, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's dog shit. Okay, so let's let's just uh, close out a couple more news stories. Um, they're making a sequel to I Am Legend. Oh my God! Are you serious? Wow! Yeah, yeah with yeah, yeah. Will Smith. Yeah, so it's being produced by Will Smith and Michael <laughs> B. Jordan, and they're both gonna. Why did I it. think my Michael B. Jordan
2: would be in it? I was. Okay, why was I
1: thinking he would play as Will Smith? Because it's the most obvious thing ever. Like, oh. and I thought the same thing, and then I saw this headline, and of course that's what's happening. But they're they're actually they're both gonna be in it. Interesting. Okay. Will Smith. No, Will Smith. I was going to say, did Will Smith have a son in the first movie? But no, he had a dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he had a dog, not, not a son. That dog, bro? But I don't know. Maybe he had, like, a kid or something. I, I could see that happening. Man. No, I, I
2: like that movie. I think... Yeah, oh,
1: uh, I Am Legend's great.
2: It, when they showed, like, the shots of... I don't know if they were called zombies or whatever they were called, the infected... People, I, they're, they're, they are it was zombies sketchy. it was
1: sketchy and yeah. scary looking like super bald and like the mouths yeah. open really wide i think they they are zombies but i think like the the movie like weirdly implies they're like vampire vampires mm. okay that makes sense because like they can't go out in the sun and shit yeah yeah it's yeah, kind of yeah. they kind of like, like that they're kind of like dying light zombies honestly. yeah i know um it's, but yeah no i am the legend vibe is there. that those opening scenes of Will Smith with the dog going through the city and like exploring the different places, I I love that. That's just yeah. incredible. It was yeah. good. It was well done. Um, like the vibe is there. Have you seen like some of the shit recently where the director has had to come out and be like, "Guys, look, I just wrote a movie. It's not based on anything real." <laughs> because the the premise of I Am Legend is that uh a, like a viral outbreak happened in society and we released uh we developed a vaccine for it and mm. the vaccine came out and everyone took the vaccine and then the vaccine turned people into zombies <laughs> and so then like once COVID hit bum, bum, and the, va- the, va- the vaccine started coming people were like i am legends the truth oh it's a s- it's a signal from the deep state will that- smith <laughs> is god yeah and like the <laughs> So I'm pretty sure it's based off a book. So I think the writer of the book was like, no, 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 no. I just thought it was like a good sci-fi idea. It's it's not real. (laughs) It's a fucking story. Stop it. Fucking psychopaths. I am robot
3: will be next.
1: Oh, I robot? Yeah, yeah, I robot. I am robot. I Am Robot. <laughs>
2: I Am Robot.
1: That's, I Am Legend, honestly. because
2: I'm thinking I Am Legend.
1: <laughs> it's Will Smith, and I am Robot, too. I know. I Am Robot. We should write that movie. Also a pretty dope movie. Yeah, I Robot's good. It's also based off a book. Speaking of sci-fi, great sci-fi stories, let's move on to video game news. That'll, that'll close us out. We got a couple video game stories. Uh, Housemark, the developers of Returnal. They are working on a new game, and the they are now owned by PlayStation. They got bought recently, but the CEO of Housemark said they are working on a new game, and they're still in conceptual stages. But they confirmed it's a new IP. Yeah, so I saw getting, that. We're not getting a sequel. It's gonna be um gonna be something new, which is fucking interesting. I
2: awesome. wonder if it'll be shooter oriented again.
1: Yeah, they they didn't really have a lot of um detail they basically implied that they mentioned they were like yeah we had our stint trying out like a multiplayer game and it nobody liked it so it's <laughs> probably not going to be that probably some crazy tech shit yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's um if it's a shooter again yeah but they said it's going to be bigger than returnal so i, I wouldn't it would be really cool if they took their arcade style like gameplay finesse and brought it to just like a regular ass a game. Yeah. Like, they could take an, a, like an RPG and then do their quality of gameplay, and it would be one of the best games ever. You know oh, what I yeah. Mean? Like just like easily. a standard ass RPG. <laughs> like, a RPG standard
2: story exploration.
1: Yeah. And if they just made the with game with those player, mechanics, like,
2: easily some of the best uh, controller shooter healing mechanics I've played.
1: Yeah, it's so snappy. Returnal is fucking incredible. That's yeah. one of the best games I've ever played. Holy shit, Returnal's so good. Um, all right, let's just let's just keep it rolling. Let's keep it fucking moving. This one I just think is kind of funny. Um, in the last 20 years, 20 years, James, me and you are 23 year old 23 years old. You're 23, yes. right?
2: Yep, 23.
1: So in, in the last 20 years. Japan has bought 2.3 million Xbox consoles. Jesus. In 20 years. Wow. That's kinda yeah. low. Yeah, it's very low. And so <laughs> the reason why that's kind of, and the vast and I think 70% of them were Xbox 360, it said. Oh wow. That's yeah. even worse. Yeah. So the reason why this is just kind of interesting to bring up is because Xbox has talked a lot about how Japan is one of their biggest growing markets and how they're super focused on it. And we've seen a lot of more Japanese games selling better on Xbox and they've been pushing it more. And so, like, everyone kind of knew Xbox's situation in Japan was bad. I don't think people realized it was 2.3 million in 20 years. Bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's, that's, that's terrible. Dire. <laughs> That's, and
2: that's 70% really being Xbox 360, which hasn't been produced in how many years? Yeah,
1: in a very long time. Um, but yeah, it, again, again, it's Xbox is owned by Microsoft, though. So if there's anyone that can fix that problem, it's fucking Microsoft by yeah. throwing unlimited amounts of money. So it it will be interesting to see if uh, Microsoft's moves to improve their standing in... Asia, and Japan, uh, more specifically Japan, I mean, um, actually play out, but it it doesn't seem like it's working.
3: Yeah.
2: They could keep their own money and tech into
1: it, but if you ain't got the content, the backbone to it, like... Yeah, but, I mean, they have the content now. They bought Bethesda and Activision, dude. Yeah, yeah. But again, th- those games don't really yeah. those aren't the big sellers in Japan. Exactly. You know? they, even they, even Sony games don't need... sell too hot in Japan.
3: Yeah. I heard. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: All right, let's just keep it fucking rolling. Sure. Uh, this sure. one this this one I want to talk to you about um GTA 5 is coming to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series um consoles pretty soon i think think actually next week i think actually yeah next week oh wow and yeah march 15th and the um the game's going to come with three graphic modes and it seems like there's going to be a 4k 30 mode that has ray tracing features there's going to be a performance Hmm. mode and um there's going to be a performance rt mode as well which is like 1080p ray tracing and then 60. yeah oh that's cool and you know, the PlayStation 5 version is gonna have all the dual sense features, it has faster loading, all this stuff. But something very, very interesting about this hmm. announcement. Now, again, I mentioned that it's coming out next week, and they put out all this information. They didn't mention one key detail. How much is it going to cost? (laughs) Which makes me think that this is about to be a full price, full priced release.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me at all with fucking rockstar because they're going to pull the, Oh, it's 4k, uh, ray tracing, big upgrade, you know, like
1: shit like that.
2: Definitely.
1: They didn't even announce, they didn't even announce if there's an upgrade path. Oh wow. Yeah, so at least at the very
2: least like it's going to be like 40 like but it'll probably be 70.
1: <laughs> you know you know what's really disappointing too is I've actually very much so wanted to play Grand Theft Auto V again for yeah, a very me too. long time. I know I know like it's incredibly popular. People play it all the time. We could play it on PC, but once I knew the next-gen versions were coming the ps5 version was coming i wanted to play it on ps5 i want the dual sense features all that stuff it just seems kind of cool but man if there's one thing that would make me actually think twice about fucking giving the money what a fourth time for grand theft auto 5 yeah it it would be it being fucking full price that's insane that'd be a little much but i mean hey
2: how many times Skyrim released? did it always release at full price?
1: No, I think the most recent release is twenty dollars. Oh okay yeah that there's no shot they can release that. <sighs> I don't know
3: yeah, I mean maybe sixty
2: 50. That's
1: are you are you gonna pick it up you
2: think? I probably would yeah i I, I kind of want to play it again
1: yeah be, I feel like we could have some fun fucking around online. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, for sure. And if they do some good activity card stuff, it it, it could be actually pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be into it. Like, with the loading piece, screens? Oh, my God. The loading of, screens? Pieces of shit. Those pieces of shit. <laughs> those fucking absolute assholes getting us like that. Make a new game, dude. Yeah, they said GTA 6 is in development. Yeah, but... Yeah, but you know... Who I think they said it's going to be there it's the only game they're planning on releasing this generation. Hmm. Like I 25. Mean, yeah, 2025. It's just it's crazy. I hope Red Dead 2 gets some love, you know. But I That's mean GTA 5 is the game. cash cow, like,
2: so it's just a different game. Like the same people playing GTA 5 don't play Red Dead
1: yeah they tried remember did you see the hashtag uh save red dead online oh yeah yeah like They're early like, early in its life right yeah i and, think. Yeah. no it was recent it's actually recently oh, it really? popped up again yeah they like when when a lot of this uh gta 5 next gen stuff was actually i think it was when the, maybe when the gta trilogy stuff was popping off well and when the next gen stuff was popping off the red dead community tried to be like rockstar please feed us Please give us anything. <laughs> I think and the there gate, was there I was no there response. Was a, I think there was a couple updates for it. But, uh, yeah, but it's nothing even close to yeah, what they do for GTA oh, 5. No. I don't know. It's a it's a joke. Read that online is a joke, which is which sucks because like it's if they played game. into like the cowboy roleplay stuff, they could have a fucking really such a better game. game. Like, yeah, I would I would definitely get into that more than I would like GTA yeah. 5 stuff. Oh yeah.
2: Straight loner cowboy multiplayer shit natural yeah. like occurrences and like interactions like
1: yeah I think the rumors for GTA six is like an evolving map and stuff where like shit's gonna change mm. and like like progress kind of like how Fortnite does is like if yeah. updates happen I wouldn't be surprised if they played into a lot of a lot of like the role play stuff that has become super popular in GTA yeah. five and yeah, they I made a lot of that, that stuff like features in the actual game. I'd like be online. super into that. Just more in general would be nice, you know. But then more they would never do. do something like that for Red Dead. <laughs> no, no. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got we got two more stories and then 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 we're done here. All right. Um this next one's just really quick cuz it's really funny because I totally fucking called this. And I don't know if you remember this. We watched the PlayStation event. And was it the PlayStation event? It was some fucking recent gaming event, but we watched it together. And I don't know if you remember the Star Wars Eclipse trailer. I don't know. By, Qu- by Quantic Dream. It was, like, the CG Star Wars trailer where it showed a bunch of really cool Star Wars shit. And we were all like, yo, what the fuck? This looks so cool. And the okay. Quantic Dream logo popped up at the end. And I started screaming, laughing, because it was a Quantic Dream game. Uh, okay. Yeah,
2: I don't remember, but... Again.
1: Yeah the the trailer is very cool. Okay, um, I probably, actually... probably remember if you showed me, but
3: like look on that. And oh click yeah, through it real quick. I'll just skim through it. It's just
2: shots oh yeah, the... yeah, cool Star Wars shit. The cinematic. It was yeah. the yep. And got I'm us all sure, hyped up for nothing right
1: yeah and i'm pretty sure i said this game is never coming out I, i'm almost positive I it was at the game awards and i, mm-hmm. I was screaming laughing because quantic dream's a joke david cage is a joke it's all just garbage um and there's this recent article that came out now I, I should actually give you some backstory quantic dream quantic dream is a french-based game developer and over like the past years, they've been going through, like, lawsuits and all this type of shit because um, apparently they have really bad working conditions. And there's, like, there was, like, sexual harassment, like, a lot of just really bad stuff. And so this article came out recently. that says, Quantic Dream struggles to hire for Star Wars Eclipse. Release aimed for 2027. it doesn't exist it does not exist that trailer is the literal only piece of data that exists for that game it is not real incredible yeah that's incredible what kind of time frame is that like
2: you're not gonna exist in
1: 2027 yeah yeah I could I I probably laughed harder than I did when I saw the Quantic Dream logo when I saw it it say 2027. That's That's fucking insane. That might be the... Every time early on in a generation there's a game that gets announced that is just like, yeah, that's never coming out. Like Beyond Good and Evil 2 is one Uh, of those. That too. Yeah, never never coming out. Never coming out. But yeah, yeah, Star Wars Eclipse... Is gonna be one of those where, like, if we're still doing this podcast six years from now, we'll be laughing about how Star Wars Eclipse was a fucking joke. But what if it was was never real? It just becomes the best game ever. I'll literally suck my own cock (laughs) on Twitch (laughs) if that happens. I will do it. Twitch in
2: twenty twenty seven. Can only imagine. (laughs)
1: It'll suck.ing Your own cock will will be its own category by twenty twenty seven. Yeah, honestly, it will be. (laughs) All right, let's let's do this last story. This one is just to make you want to die before we finish this out. Um, Great. The executive at TSMC, one of the largest uh, microchip manufacturers in the world says the chip shortage is likely to last several more years. Oh yeah. I expected that one. Yeah. So basically this guy mentioned talks about how like they understand that like the demand is up so high and that all the actions everyone took to counteract those demand despite all the money they threw into it regardless it's still going to take multiple years for us to see like, any type of that's like, the thing results from that like everything
2: has a chip in it now like yep everything
1: and that's something the guy actually says he's like i just want to say this is my personal opinion and not the opinion of the company but i think the problem isn't that we're not making them fast enough i think the problem is that too many people fucking want them yeah (laughs) and it's like yeah yeah the company definitely doesn't want you saying that buddy they they definitely like that too many people want them (laughs) yeah Yeah, and we're fucked. Apple buys out like eighty percent of it. Yeah, they, for their fucking iPhones. So, RIP. Any chance if you're out there looking for? That's a That's why I got a
2: PS5 in my closet, baby. Hello. Yeah, that's why. You, that's why you <laughs> got the
1: extra one. If you're out there looking for a PS5, if you're looking for a thirty ninety, if you're looking for a forty eighty, when those are dropping, I, I, I feel you. We're yeah. we're right there with you. We stand in solidarity. The pain. The pain. We're, is we're real. struggling. We're struggling too.
2: Sucks. Yeah, like the thirty eighty Ti, I think already was dropped in like twenty twenty, and I'm just like, damn, that shit's already two years old. Like, why am I so like hyped to like want to (laughs) get one? Like, yeah, yeah. When the forty eighties probably
1: gonna come out. There were there were already leaks about it, about the four thousand series. So we're we're already getting there. We 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 won't be
3: able to get one. Oh no, not at all.
1: Bullshit. <laughs> but all right. On that note, I think that's gonna do it for us. We had a lot to talk about, a lot yeah. going on. Batman was great. Video games are great. A lot of shit coming out. A lot of shit still to come. Um. We're gonna keep playing fucking Elden Ring and Gran Turismo Seven. Uh, if we have any more thoughts on Batman, we'll probably let them trickle out next week. But uh, I think that's gonna gonna do it for us. You got anything you want to plug? Uh, not much. I mean, you could look me up.
2: MomentYT or Moment with four underscores on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I can put a link in the description below along with yeah. all the news articles we talked about today. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Yeah. Be sure to leave five stars wherever you're listening to. Um, if you're on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. And be sure to give us a follow to make sure to stay up to date on any future episodes.
2: Yeah, please, please do. Peace out, guys.
1: See ya. Yeah. I am your host, Jordan Dante. And yeah. with me, this is Jim. And this has been this week's Collectively Unconscious. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Peace out, guys.